Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 208 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. And Carly has been on a West Coast adventure. I am very jealous. Uh, please tell everyone what you have been up to. Yes, uh, it's been a whirlwind, I guess I'll just say. Uh, I feel like I was in South Africa and I don't know where my body is. So it's been like. <laughs> what time zone is this? <laughs> Yes, I don't, I don't know what time zone, I'm confused, but I had a wonderful and packed in schedule on the West Coast. I did Oogie Boogie, Tiana's mm. Palace, uh, the Walt Disney Animation Studio lot, D23 tour. I did HHN Hollywood, all three nights <sighs> of opening weekend. Oh so. my God. Yes. You do you have a step counter? I am I am curious. I did back to back nights at Halloween Horror Nights and Hallow Scream here in Universal Orlando and SeaWorld. And I knew no, I did fifteen miles in those two nights put together. I can't imagine how many steps you I, put on in I, three nights plus all oh, oh good baby. Oh wow. Also I did four daytimes at Disneyland because <sighs> my key is now no longer blocked out, you know, because we have yes. key. I, summer, so. And I have that key, and I uh, have not yet been able to go back and take advantage of it. So I'm. Uh, how were the Disneyland parks uh, once those pass holders were unblocked? Because we saw it was so quiet over the summer. A lot of people were expecting big crowds coming back as soon as those uh, unblockings happened. Yeah, the days got pretty busy, but there mm -hmm. it's kind of like an afternoon crowd. So yeah. because I was so jet lagged, it actually worked in my advantage. Okay. I never rope drop. I am not an early morning person. But sure. Because of my weird sleep schedule, I ended up just hitting the park each day as soon yep. as it opened, and I did so much. So yeah, it was that's welcome back. That is the great thing about Disneyland because here at Walt Disney World, most people are you know on a vacation and they're devoted to trying to get those rides in, and they rope drop Disney World in huge crowds. Whereas at Disneyland, it's a lot smaller crowd uh, in the early morning. You can get a lot done. Oh, yeah. It was wonderful. Uh, Oogie Boogie's <clears throat> back. That was really yeah. fun. Judge Doom was the Oh, yes. I loved it. I don't know. They were doing ops different this year. They mm. were letting you linger in front of the characters, which I oh. really appreciated. Because usually they're like, keep going, keep going. You know, mm -hmm. like trails. And also at Agatha, they let us linger. So we watched like Judge Doom for a good like 20 minutes. And they were just letting people have it. So I... I That's awesome. That uh, Tiana's Palace, amazing, a very welcome addition to Disneyland dining. Mm -hmm. Very impressive, quick service still, but not quick service quality. I had not some that. of like the best things I've eaten at Disneyland in a while. Mm. Uh, the seven, I think it's called seven grains. I don't know. I can't. Keep seven it. greens, maybe. It's the vegetarian. Yeah. Combo collectively we all loved it mm. the side of red beans and rice that comes with the muffaletta was some of the best red beans and rice ever cornbread oh. was amazing tasted just like hoop-de-doo which is like an ah, well that's a high standard 
Yeah, the beignets were so good. It's it's wonderful. And it really, the core of the whole building looks exactly like French Market did. You know, mm. you've got your tray situation, mm-hmm. you the two sides that come up, the outside is the same. But basically, they just, it's so beautiful now. I don't know if you saw any pictures, videos. Yeah. Yeah. It is gorgeous. They did a great job. I and just, they're gawking. Honestly, French Market was always one of my favorite quick service experiences at Disneyland. It it had good food beforehand. It's not like this was like, you know, uh, a pizza planet or something that really oh, wow. needs a lot of help. Um, so the fact that they have, uh, you know, they've improved something that was already really good uh, makes me very excited to go and try it Absolutely. myself. The, the executive chef's from New Orleans. So it felt like, honestly... It was comparable with a lot of food that I've actually had in New Orleans. So, wow. and that was like, you know, the person I was dining with also agreed. We're like, we love uh, and it's food. it yeah. sounds like there's one last reason to uh, go out to uh, downtown Disney and go to Ralph Brennan's, or it's not even Ralph Brennan's anymore. It's the Jazz Kitchen, <laughs> uh, which yeah, it sounds like you get more authentic New Orleans food now inside yeah. the park. I agree. And once they did the transformation of there, I don't really hang out at Jazz Kitchen anymore. It's mm-hmm. a great bar. It's a shame. So, Back in the day, it was amazing. It so. was so fun. Uh, that was great. Did a lot of the Halloween stuff. I saw mm. you know, Donald and Daisy in their vampire outfits. Uh, <sighs> all the treats. They're so cute. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I also went to HHN Hollywood. Yeah. That and was- did, do you have a top pick? Uh, for a house or an experience there this year? Um, so anything I, was really stood out? Yes. Yeah, so coming from Orlando, so I did Orlando the first two mm-hmm. nights the weekend, and then I did HHN Hollywood the first three nights. They're Chucky. Like the Chucky yes. was at the bottom of my list in Orlando, mm-hmm. towards the top at Hollywood. It's so good. It's totally different. They have animatronics. Orlando doesn't. Mm. There is a six foot tall Chucky. I saw that in a video. That was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, wonderful. And then Latin Monsters. Mm, yeah. Their original exclusive Hollywood houses was really good. But my favorite is Holidays in Hell. Oh, so I, you know, I watched a video of that. And Holidays in Hell in Orlando was, I think, more of a comedy house. It had, you know, uh, kind of a horror host, uh, campy sensibility. And it, sound, it seems like the Hollywood version was much more hardcore. Yes. Much more into the scary. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And then the sense that they pump into each of the rooms for the different holidays uh-huh. was so intense. They were on like overdrive. So the Thanksgiving room especially was just like reeking of turkey. And it was so, so good. <laughs> we did it the first night like four times in a row. Well, speaking of scents, um, I spent, uh, like I said, back-to-back nights at how. Halloween, uh, Horror Nights, and Hallow Scream. And the most memorable thing, I'm not saying my favorite thing, but the most memorable thing from HHN this year, that Exorcist maze, they brought back the poop smell uh, with a vengeance. Uh, That's the only thing I can remember about that entire maze. Um, Someone vomited at Hollywood in the Exorcist house when we were there. And it was because of that, so... I don't, I, I can, I don't doubt it. Um, I really, uh, I've been kind of harsh on HHN in, in Orlando for the past few years. I, I felt kind of like 
I got that there were a lot of post-COVID restrictions, but it, it didn't feel like they were really hitting their stride. And this year, I, I felt like it was back to form. I love having a uh, a host, an icon that ties the whole event together thematically. I thought the scare zones were back to being scare zones instead of just selfie zones. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, especially the original houses like uh, Dueling Dragons, but thought all the houses other than Hutt Chucky were really, really solid. Um, crazy thing is it's just like such a collection usually i'm like yeah. there's like five that i really like yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like, eh. i loved every single one except for chucky yeah um and also a big shout out to the uh nightmare fuel cast and crew uh they upped their game this year um i thought last year was kind of just sort of like the first year repeated but this right. time a lot of new uh, routine and the whole thing just fits and flows together much tighter um great great work uh, on that one yes i didn't get a chance to see it but i'll be back very soon yeah. and i'm gonna do that and then i have to mention the purge new show at hollywood <laughs> that's one i wish i could see in person because in video it's just like <laughs> it is like mind-blowing there's so much going on i wasn't quite sure what was going on but it was so cool there's edm it's just perfect for that atmosphere uh You've got the lasers, you've got pyro, you've got the jet, but you also have some insane gore. Like, uh, I watched video with like people's head, hands exploding and heads like bat, like really, really gory for, for even for, uh, for universal standards. So I was, I was a little shocked at that. I wish I could see that one in person. Yeah, it was just, it was over the top in the best possible way. Like, they really went for it. Love that. The Peacock Bar with David S. Pumpkins. I, I saw the bar. I went through a couple times. I never saw uh, the character. Um, yeah. I also never saw the Megans. Uh, I heard about the Megans. I never got to see the Megans. But... I never saw them either because at Hollywood, they are actually in. in the it's a show. Movie. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, um, and so I did pass through the exhibit, which is very cool. They have a ton of costumes, props. They have a black phone photo op. The grabber is outside. He's been demoted from a house to just like doing the line. Get in. Poor grabber. <laughs> but yes, I didn't see the Megans yet, but it will happen at some point. Yep. <laughs> Well, there's still, I can't believe, like, <laughs> more than, like, uh, six weeks, seven weeks until Halloween. We got plenty more time. Um, yes. <laughs> so many more uh, things to do, so. And, yeah, we could definitely just uh, probably sit here and talk uh, Halloween all afternoon. But we do have some news in the queue that we should probably talk about. All right, we are mostly going to be talking Disney news today because of the big D23 uh, destination convention that we just had. Um, but before we jump into that, there's a little bit of Disneyland updates. Uh, the rivers of America have not been as colorful as they usually are lately, ever since the big fire put Fantasmic on hiatus until next year. Uh, but... We are getting a new show, a nighttime show, coming to the Rivers of America uh, based on the Pixar movie Soul. Uh, 
Um, it's called The Heartbeat of New Orleans, A Living Mural, and it's going to debut at the end of this month, September 29th, for a limited time. Yeah, this is going to be fun. The one issue is that area is so congested all the time that I kind of didn't miss Fantasmic not coming back because it's just so hard to flow through there. And now with Tiana's Palace, we have Haunted Mansion Holiday. That area is so busy at all times, even if the park isn't busy. Yeah, um, it is. You know, we we talked about the Haunted Mansion queue rebuilding project, uh, which is just as much about getting people out of the pathways. It gets really congested there. And uh, one more piece of entertainment to make that uh, even more congested um, should make things interesting. Poor, uh, thoughts and prayers for the ops people who have to yes. put down masking tape for uh, every time they have some sort of show down on the uh, at the riverfront. Um, but this, uh, so this new nighttime show tells the story of a mischievous frog uh, using a jazz score accompanied by projections incorporating original artwork by Disney graphic designer Marcella Sweat. Uh, her chalk art in downtown Disney District was uh, showcased during the recent Celebrate Soulfully celebration. Um, this is also uh, also happening still on the Rivers of America is Queenie and the Jambalaya Jazz Band. Uh, and they do musical performances on a floating stage, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Tom Sawyer Riverboat, uh, River Raft. Um, on select evenings uh, this fall and during the holiday season. They're going to be out there nightly. Uh, it's not quite the same as Phantasmic, but I guess it's what they can do. I did hear some good news. Um, you know, Disney had their license to uh, throw flames. Uh, <laughs> kind of cut off, suspended uh, after the Phantasmic incident uh, while they're doing uh, an investigation, and I just heard that they have gotten back the ability to do flames. So they haven't been doing uh, flames in uh, World of Color, uh, and they haven't been doing the flames around the castle during the Halloween fireworks show. Um, they've been doing like smoke with lights instead of the big flame jets. Uh, I so hope the license for that. I mean, it's just so yeah crazy when you say it out loud. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that is correct, and uh, they've got their uh, their license to flame again. <laughs> um, so uh, yes, we will not see Phantasmic again uh, until spring of 2024, yeah. and when we do see it again, there will be no more Murphy. Uh, the Maleficent Dragon has been laid to rest, um, so we'll have to see what that show looks like when it comes back. But uh, I would. Uh, I would say um, if you love jazz music, this is another great little piece of entertainment uh, if you happen to catch it this fall. And if you don't like jazz music, this is a great opportunity to see other attractions while people are drawn over there to watch yep. it. Yep. All right. Next up, uh, we have details revealed just before uh, D23 for the Zootopia-themed land at Shanghai Disneyland, uh, including a peek inside the all-new attraction Zootopia Hot Pursuit. Uh, and they have definitely gone all out in adding character and life to this new themed area because uh, they have adorable 
puppet characters uh, coming out of windows all over the place uh, who are going to be talking to each other and to guests um, and uh, making the whole land really interactive and alive. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're like, the word immersive obviously comes to mind, but like we say that so much, like this yeah. land's immersive. This really does seem very immersive. Yeah. And I feel like because it's at Shanghai, everyone's going to get dressed up and they're going to wear all their. Oh, there's going to be so much animal bounding. It's and not even funny. So much. And that's going to even further add and just the excitement over that. Yes. Uh, it looks really good. And then the trackless dark ride. Oh, I just love a good classic trackless dark ride. So. Yes. So um, we got uh, Hot, Hot Pursuit is the name of the ride. And this definitely looks like an e-ticket attraction. Um, it includes multiple animatronics uh, in the queue, in the pre-show. Um, it looks like there's at least two big life-size animatronics who are going to be kind of introducing you to uh, your adventure, um, where uh, Officer Clawhauser is going to uh, brief you, um, along with Chief Bongo, on your mission to help Officer Judy Hopps and her partner Nick Wilde to save the superstar Gazelle, who's been kidnapped. Um, and the ride system, um, it's so it's it looks like it's a trackless vehicle. Um, it looks kind of like a if the Ratatouille car and the Indiana Jones car had a baby, it would sort of look like this. It looks um, like it, it does, it does. It's <laughs> or like a baby version of the Transformers ride vehicle. Um, you've got five people in each row and two rows so a total of 10 people per vehicle and it's a single uh, bench style lap bar uh, goes across each row um, but it does appear to be trackless um, and we have one uh, looks like a photo this looks like a photograph not a render to me um, yeah. and uh, it's you know full-sized physical sets that look like they surround you um, and then we've also got some artists uh, you know concept artwork here um it looks like um you know some of these things look like it's going to be a combination of animatronics and sets but also with some uh digital screens probably to extend the sets or fill in some of the animation absolutely um, i was getting a uh, secret life of pets vibes from universal studios hollywood yeah one of my favorite dark attractions because it's physical set pieces screens animatronics and it mm -hmm. all just like works together to really thrust you into the storyline as opposed to like a Ratatouille sometimes is a little too screen based for me. Yeah. I'm hoping that this leans absolutely more towards uh, physical sets than screens. I get, you know, especially from this photo here, I get a little bit of a uh, vibe of the Jurassic world ride that they have Ooh, in, yeah. uh, in um, Beijing. Um, but uh, we will just have to wait and see. Uh, but we do know, as you mentioned, that they are really focusing on this immersive environment uh, that goes as far as kind of crossing over between real world brands and fictional brands. Um, they are bringing in uh, sketchers. Um, I'm, I'm fast forwarding a little because uh, there's a lot of detail here, but uh, they're, they've got a, uh, a partnership with Skechers that are going to be creating like a sub-brand um, of animal-themed, like Zootopia-fied Skecher shoes um, so that you'll be able to buy in the park. 
Um, they, you know, they've kind of blended, uh, crossed the line between retail and entertainment by having things like fashion by Fru Fru, where you can have an animatronic polar bear outside. Um, you've got a puppet character uh, outside, up top, talking out of the window, uh, and then you've got a, you know, interactive retail experience inside, and that's that's kind of the theme with all of these. Uh, all these retail shops throughout the well, area. This is, this is great because, you know, we, we're so jealous of the merch. <laughs> parks yeah. A Asian parks always get the best merch. And um, the treats look really good too. Treats look yummy. And something else that I, I found interesting is they've got um, animated windows, little kind of digital things to kind of add kinetics and bring to life. Um, there's the, you can see the Zootopia Central train station and you're going to see a big metro train passing behind a decorative stained glass window. Um, you're going to see lemmings jumping out of the hyper tube. Uh, there's a fitness center and a dance club where you'll see, you know, shadows, projections of uh, characters inside. And it kind of makes the whole place you know, feel alive. Uh, it's kind of the difference between like the wizarding world where you have all these windows that animate and things are right. happening versus a star Wars galaxy's edge where everything is pretty, but it doesn't move. It's just static. Um, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward. Uh, hopefully someday see this in, in yeah. person. If they want to fly us out for the opening to cover it, we would, we would be willing to negotiate. <laughs> um, so if you want more information about visiting the Shanghai Disneyland Resort, go to shanghaidisneyresort.com slash en. And uh, please check out the video that we have posted of the puppets and the ride vehicle model on our YouTube channel. All right, we are now going to take a deep dive into all of the major announcements from Destination D23 held over this past weekend at the Contemporary Resort at Walt Disney World. Um, there were some surprises. Um, there's some things that uh, maybe we'd heard some whispers about, um, but there are definitely some things we did not expect. Um, and the first thing we are going to talk about is the Country Bear Jamboree, an opening day classic at the Magic Kingdom's Frontierland, is getting a overhaul, uh, a brand new show featuring brand new songs which are no longer classic country and western songs but now going to be disney songs given a nashville sound and while i'm looking forward to seeing trixie and big al sticking around hopefully for many years to come i don't really know how to feel about losing all the original music i feel not happy i was very upset when i saw this uh, some of the some of the songs they currently perform are a little you can't believe. Uh, to yes, people. and that's part of what was great about it that there's this, still this little slice of completely politically incorrect. You know, uh, Mama don't lip whip little Buford, and uh, you know, blood on the saddle. You know, there's got uh, if if we don't have at least a little hint of blood on us on the saddle. I don't know if I can people, handle it. I think this is going to be really cookie cutter, and that's what makes me sad because all of the material goes way over children's heads. So no, I don't right. see a point in changing it. I think it's funny and it's nice when you. I do it like every once in a while because I enjoy it. It's classic. It's one of the last things Walt Disney personally did. 
it's Disney to me. And, you know, it's, it's funny to see like parents laugh. They get to have a little thing because there's something for them. It really yeah. does feel for us. The kids still enjoy it. Uh, so I am a little sad. Actually, very sad. I mean, um, they did a few years ago. Um, you know, there, I'm sure there's been plenty of discussion over the years behind the scenes at Disney about does this make enough revenue? Do we sell enough merchandise? Does it get enough crowd flow to make it worth continuing to maintain these animatronics? Um, and, you know, a few years ago, they edited the show down. They made it shorter. Um, and I, I'm sure the people who did that thought that they were just helping prolong its life. But um, I, that edited version lost something to me in terms of the flow and the character and the humor. Um, and, you know, um, it makes it maybe a little easier to say goodbye to this version, but not a lot. Um, you know, I'm hoping well, that, that they manage. You know, like I love yeah. Disney songs, but I don't want that with this. Yeah. I, you know, I'm hoping that if nothing else, they should still keep the ballad of Davy Crockett in it because that's that's a Disney song. There's no no reason they need to get rid of uh, that finale. So we'll we'll just have to see. Uh, we do not, uh, I believe, have a uh, date. Um, we just know that sometime in 2024 we will see this change happen. Yeah. Um. And another change uh, that already happened. Oh, sorry, I got a little out of order in my uh, in my items. Um, so we did not have a specific story tied to this, um, but uh, Figment is back. He made his uh, surprise, sort of surprise, return appearance at Destination D twenty three. He got to uh, meet. Dave Goals, who is the voice of uh, not only um, Gonzo and many other Muppet characters um, uh, in his 50-year career with the Muppets, but he also voiced uh, the current version of the uh, Imagination Ride playing Figment. Um, so they brought uh, the new Figment walk-around character that we learned about last year, uh, and boy is he big! He is ginormous. I, I miss when he was doing a meet and greet as a little puppet. A little puppet. Well, Dreamfinder apparently has been retired. We do not talk about Dreamfinder any more than we talk about Bruno, apparently. Right. So, uh, yeah, they had to have a version of Figment that was self-contained and uh, able to walk around on his own. And this guy, this guy's, he's, he's, he's a tall one. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a difference. You know, we've had a, a few years ago, there was another walk around figment. Um, the body is similar, but the head has a whole new sculpt. Um, uh, and I don't know the, I think the, the previous head was maybe a little friendlier, though this one seems to be a little more accurate to the animatronic in the ride. Um, I have not gotten a chance to see him in person because he made his uh, debut appearance on Sunday, and I know our friend Banks Lee waited about four hours four in line. Hours. Um, and I think there are probably other people who waited even longer because I'm sure he got there early. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to wait for that. I'm going to wait for that hype to uh, die down a little bit. Um, uh, I'm In fact, what I am going to do 
is I have myself a annual uh, a reservation uh, since us annual pass holders still need uh, reservations to uh, go to Epcot if we want to ride um, Gardens of the Galaxy. So uh, I have one for um, I think the twenty fifth, and they will be having annual pass holder previews of Moana's Journey of Water, uh, and uh, the best news for me that came out of Destination D twenty three, Soarin' Over California will be back. Yes. Um, I can't wait to smell the orange groves again. So I will hopefully have a day where I get to ride Guardians, get to ride Soarin' Over California, and get to give Figment a hug, which you pretty much hair and height. I think. Yeah, uh, I I think he is going to tower over me. Yeah. Actually, I I think so. Um, so uh. Figment uh, is out now, but we are going to have to wait a little bit longer, maybe quite a bit longer, uh, for the big, big, big announcement that was made at Destination D23. Uh, we've heard before that big changes were going to come to Dinoland USA at Animal Kingdom, uh, but they brought out Bruce Vaughn, who... Uh, recently returned to uh, lead Walt Disney Imagineering after leaving the company for a few years to tell us that everything they told us at the last D23 event about Dinoland is completely wrong. Uh, last time they showed us artwork of a Moana boat ride and a Zootopia dark ride. And you can throw all that aside because now the new plan, uh, which our editor Matt confirmed with Disney PR, is a firm, definite, sure thing plan. Absolutely. Just like Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers and the Mary Poppins Mary ride. Poppins. We won't talk about that. Um, the new plan is, drumroll please, Encanto and Indiana Jones... Uh, as part of the Tropical Americas. Uh, if you don't know what the Tropical Americas is, that is the northern part of South America and the southern part of Central America, uh, which is perfect setting for both uh, the Casita from Encanto and also uh, a uh, mysterious temple for indiana jones to explore uh if you were to take this piece of concept art which is basically the only piece of concept art that we've got um we can see a an entrance to the area which i believe is roughly where the large dinosaur skeleton that you walk underneath to yeah. enter dinoland usa would be um, and as you walk straight forward um, to your left, uh, this would have been the Boneyard, the play playground. playground. Yeah. And it looks like some sort of maybe a carousel spinner ride, looks like to me. Um, and then to the right, this looks like where the uh, bur not um, sorry, not Burger Diggs. That is in Jurassic Park. Restaurantosaurus. Uh, Restaurantosaurus uh, also here now looks like probably still a dining complex of some mm -hmm. sort. And then straight back, we see a uh, kind of South American indigenous t uh, pyramid, uh, exactly where we would have the entrance to a dinosaur. 
And that makes perfect sense because, as we all know, Dinosaur is the Indiana Jones ride, about 98% of the ride track, and the vehicle hardware is the same, uh, just different decorations. So that seems like the easiest swap out you can imagine. And then finally, over here, where once we had uh, Chester and Hester's Dinorama and the um, Primeval World Spin, uh, this looks like what I would imagine is uh, some sort of e-ticket dark ride based on Encanto's Casita. Um, and it looks like uh, that looks j exactly the spot where uh, Chester and Hesto's Dinorama store used yeah. to be. Um, so that would probably also be some sort of retail. Um, and they've given us uh, absolutely no details. I mean, we were speculating that Absolutely. The Indiana Jones will be the Indiana Jones ride we know from Disneyland. Uh, but we have no details whatsoever on the Encanto attraction. Um, I have my fingers crossed for, crossed for uh, Mystic Manor. Uh, oh. Basically an over, you know, an, an Encanto version of Mystic Manor. Um, but uh, we don't... I don't... I, my D23 hesitation is always like, I feel like sometimes they make announcements to announce something because there's d23 uh, yes to say that, but i don't i don't get hyped for d23 uh, anymore because i don't know what's actually gonna happen what's gonna come to fruition my my favorite part of all this was because they had had um uh i believe it was jennifer lee and chris Beatty were the ones who rolled out the blue sky concepts that they showed in 2022 and uh neither of them were on stage this time instead it was bruce vaughn and bruce vaughn seemed like not you know really angry but slightly annoyed that he was like yeah i was sitting sitting and watching that last year and i was i was pretty surprised that you pulled out that because that's not what we're doing uh <laughs> it it uh, it was interesting to see that little bit of maybe behind the scenes tension uh, between the executives uh, show up on stage. Um, so yes, I would not book any uh, vacations based on uh, any particular attraction or concept at D twenty three until you see you know the ribbon being cutting being cut. You know, I, I'd I'd uh, I wouldn't hold my breath uh, for any of this stuff. But I mean, well, this is sort of probable only because the nail in the coffin has been ready to dig into dino land mm -hmm. so like i can kind of believe this only some of this will happen yeah yeah well the the, the writing has been on the writing has been on the wall for dino land for a long time and and the idea of doing an indiana jones overlay has been floated even before they talked about the moana and um um zootopia uh attractions you know i'd been hearing rumors about indiana jones so everything eventually comes full circle um so again uh this is way way off in the future um not no date no year uh, no decade <laughs> um but uh i think something that is probably a little closer to actually coming to reality is the new zootopia show 
that is going inside the tree of life. Uh, I think some folks were confused because the very first piece of art they showed was kind of a logo on the outside of the tree of life. People thought it was only going to be a projection show. And I think there might be a projection show component to it. But this is definitely something that is taking place inside the tree of life. Uh, it is a 3D show, presumably still using 3D glasses, um, using very much a similar setup as It's Tough to Be a Bug. Um, this officer, uh, Clawhauser, is that his name? Uh, the the big, the big, yeah, the big cat. Uh, I guarantee you that the same R&D that went into the animatronic that we just talked about for Shanghai is going to be replicated. And they're putting him exactly where that hopper animatronic, which is that hopper animatronic is probably the most underrated animatronic at Disney World. It is so fluid. It is so fast. Uh, and so few people see it because it's tough to be a bug uh, does not get a, I've never seen more than a five or ten minute wait there come on yeah. never um, so this will probably breathe some more life into the tree of life um, and in some way you know I know that like Joe Road has said that you know talking animals with pants do not belong in animal kingdom but this might make a nice kind of thesis statement way to bridge you know between the fantasy and real world animals and i don't know i'm trying to spin well, we have avatar I'm trying... and that's not real. we do exactly exactly uh you know okay. <laughs> yeah you know i i wanted to point it this is a slight detour but while we are are here um from a later panel in the day this was referring specifically to epcot panel in the day um, but they showed this, and I have never seen this breakdown before. Uh, but in discussing Epcot, they talked about how they internally have a mission statement which boils down to a theme that breaks down each of the four Disney World parks um, along a spectrum. And each one has kind of a key word and a key phrase. And I have never seen this before myself. I've, I found this really interesting. So the, and this is sort of what they said that they use this internally to try to decide, you know, where an attraction should go or, you know, what fits into each park. Um, Magic Kingdom is where fantasy reigns. Um, so that is the most fantasy based park. And then as you go each step to the right, it's more and more reality based. So just next to the magic kingdom is Hollywood studios is where let the adventure begin. Epcot, uh, is kind of three quarters of the way. So that is the magic of possibility. And this, uh, I, I found fascinating because it annoyed the heck out of me. Um, <laughs> they're putting, rightfully so uh, the more most realistic end is animal kingdom and they say it is alive with magic but here's the thing you just said that epcot was the magic of possibility that seems all right yeah. you've used fantasy you've used adventure you've used magic if you're going to come up with a phrase for animal kingdom it should be alive with wonder not alive with magic you just used magic yeah like like there, these are like the key, you know, alive with wonder works so much better. This is, this is, sorry, this is a little pet peeve that no one no, listening to like cares about except me. So. No, I care because it sounds like we could have these fictional animals. Yeah. They're alive, I, but they're magic. Exactly. And, and, and to me, the idea of wonder 
awe is it's different than magic or fantasy or wishing you know that there that um magic adventure that puts the guest in command in control you are the main character you are the central character whereas when you experience wonder or awe at seeing nature you are not the main character you know you are you are uh in witness to something that's more important than you um so i i was i was so interested to see them discuss this and fascinated that they came so close to getting it right but just missed the mark right here at the end and didn't seem to was they were discussing it didn't seem to pick up on the fact that they missed that mark yeah yeah very very much makes sense i wonder if the fourth is loosey goosey yeah maybe origin of animal kingdom and its original mission is like shifting exactly exactly all right i'm gonna jump off my soapbox and we will hop back over uh to destination d23 news and uh we have even more odds and ends uh this was just a jam-packed and we're not even covering the little previews they gave us of stuff happening at Hong Kong or elsewhere around the world. Um, number one, uh, Ahsoka is coming to Star Tours attractions at Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and Disneyland Paris. Apparently, they don't care about her in Tokyo. I don't yeah, know. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. Um, but, uh, you know, Ahsoka has recently made... Uh, in-person appearances uh, in uh, Galaxy's Edge. Um, Chopper and Hera have been out too. Um, Not sure how long-term those uh, live appearances will be, but it looks like she will be a permanent part of Star Tours. Uh, We knew they were adding new destinations, and they had teased that they were destinations that had never been seen on uh, in a movie, so apparently we're going to see destinations maybe that have been seen in the TV show. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've also got the character Asha from the upcoming movie Wish is coming to Epcot, Disneyland, and Disneyland Paris. And we got a little more information about the Hatbox Ghost. Uh, he is materi- materializing inside Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom in late November, uh, but he is not going to be in the same spot in the attic where he is in uh, Disneyland. Instead, he's going to be earlier in the ride, and this is pretty controversial because the original concept for the Haunted Mansion um, was always in the first third of the ride, you do not see any ghosts. It is not until Madame Leota, you know, reads her her spell summons the spell that we can actually see the happy haunts the way they are spinning this is that the hatbox ghost is not one of the happy haunts he is an unhappy haunt and that is why he is able to appear anywhere he wants (laughs) right but they also saying that he is not you know there are 999 haunts they say that he was he was the original 999th and he just disappeared and so now there's still not a thousand i i i don't know i it's it's very it's very they're spinning hard there in 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 the writing department imagineering Uh, let's put it that way um but uh on october 16th 
uh, guests at Epcot are finally going to be able to not only walk through the Journey of Water attraction at Epcot, uh, but also meet Moana in the flesh in her new dedicated meet and greet area. Um, we also got a little tease about the Avengers e-ticket ride that's supposed to be coming. It involves a new ride vehicle that can jump through the multiverse using Tony Stark's time suits with Xandarian jump points and Wakandan technology, but it looks just like a simulator to me. I, I don't know. I don't know. This, this looks like it's a screen-based thing to yes. me. Space is the issue. I don't know where. where yeah, gonna I don't know. Large. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm not sure exactly what that's all going to be about, and they just gave us the tiniest of teas about what's happening beyond Big Thunder Mountain. Um, they told us that they were doing something beyond Big Thunder Mountain at the Magic Kingdom last year, and this year they said, "No, really, believe us." And showed us nothing more. Like, it was even less information than last time. Okay, uh, about this D23 is it just feels like a continuation of last year. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, D23 2022.1. Yes. Uh, you know, it, we're just sort of following up on previous announcements. Um, um, to run down real quickly, some dates coming up. September 22nd, that's the day you will be able to get back on Soarin' Over California in Epcot for a limited time only. Uh, I hope that limited time lasts a while. They're tying it to the 100th anniversary, which I think is wrapping up in the end of the year, maybe, but I don't yeah, know. I like through the holidays, maybe. <sighs> I, I wish they would just keep one theater always running that. That would make me happy. Um, the Epcot's new nighttime, new attempt to make people forget about illuminations uh, is called Luminous, the Symphony of Us, and it is going to start on December 5th, uh, meeting once again, Epcot Forever was not forever. And uh, World Celebration, uh, which includes Moana and also the Dreamer's Point statue area, the whole center of Epcot, uh, is supposed to be all done and ready for guests this coming December. Um, they're also a little further off in the future going to be building a new lounge, tavern. We're not calling it a bar because we don't call things bars in the Magic Kingdom, no. but it's going to be Pirates of the Caribbean themed. It's going to be in Adventureland, and they're digging the Barker Bird animatronic out of storage, apparently. Um or pretending they did at least, uh, so there'll there'll be something to uh, look at in there. I am uh, cautiously optimistic about that one because I think if they said like a tavern or whatever. Yeah, we have Gaston's Tavern, and that has we have Gaston's Tavern, and we also have Tortuga Tavern right across yes. from the entrance. So uh, I I'm not sure where. I'm not sure if this is a new build or if this is just a retheme of Tortuga Tavern. That would probably be the easiest thing to do. Because yeah. uh, the kitchen complex that serves Pecos Bill it also serves uh, Tortuga Tavern and Aloha Isle and all of that. Um, to build a new kitchen complex, uh, is not that's, that's a lot to ask for. So right. I'm guessing that's where it's going. Yeah. Um, and in uh, the but... video, there was a rum barrel. Which yeah. I think maybe there will be, but I don't know if it's like a blue bayou 
pre-made, pre-batched hurricane. I, I don't really want it. <laughs> and, you know, they they have been very careful up to now that they only serve alcohol table service. Table. There's been no walk-up alcohol service, and there's been no way to walk around Magic Kingdom holding a drink. If this finally breaks that barrier, I don't know. I don't know. That's a line. That's a line. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, um, and finally, uh, Test Track at Epcot is getting yet another reboot. So we have gone from uh, a 90s industrial crash test dummy commercial aesthetic to um, mid-2000s Tron. Futuristic. <laughs> yeah, futuristic. Um, but now that we have a real Tron ride, I guess we don't need Tron track. So Test Track is going to be reimagined with a nod back to the original World of Motion, uh, which from the one piece of concept art we got seems to imply actual real world environments like driving through the woods instead of driving through a computer simulation. So uh, it will nice to be nice to see them flesh out Test Track with some detailed sets and natural-looking lighting um, so that we're not just sort of looking at, um, I don't know, neon tinker toys yeah. the whole time. So um, those are the uh, kind of yes-and things coming to uh, Walt Disney World um, and elsewhere uh Thanks to Destination D23. And before we jump into our final bit of news, uh, it is time for us to hear a word from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. Bringing you your top news story of the week. Whether from your backyard or from around the world, it's time for the main attraction! Well, maybe the uh, biggest news at Destination D23, it was the news about D23 Expo 2024. This is like D23 Inception. Uh, So they announced that next year's Expo, um, which is presumably where we'll get the really big, big news, uh, is getting a big makeover. Um, You know, we have heard feedback uh, over the years from attendees that, um, you know, it packs a whole lot of stuff into a very short amount of time and a very small amount of space and that it is difficult for everyone to get to see and do everything that they want to do at D23. So for next year's expo, they are expanding in a big way. Um, Instead of being confined to the Anaheim Convention Center, they are spreading out to multiple locations around Anaheim, starting with a D23 day at Angel Stadium uh, where on August 4th, where fans can attend the uh, Los Angeles Angels versus New York Mets baseball game. Uh, 
Then on August 8th, there is going to be a kickoff party inside uh, the Disneyland Resort itself. And uh, the convention itself takes place on the 9th through the 11th. But the twist is that the daytime panels happen at the convention center. But for the big headliners at night, they are moving everyone into the Honda Center, uh, which is a giant indoor arena with plenty of room for everyone. Uh, I have caveats and thoughts. Uh, yes, please, because I have attended Destination D23. I have never attended an event in the Anaheim uh, Convention Center. It looks terrifying to me. It looks yes. like San Diego Comic-Con style claustrophobia to me. Yes, uh, I will say I the reason I love Disneyland is because I don't need to drive there or mm. take an Uber or Lyft. Mm -hmm. I could stay at any hotel and walk to Disneyland, yes. you know, walk to back to my hotel if I'm not driving back to LA. Now that we have to go over to the Angel Stadium, which is not walkable. No. Now I'm like, okay, so are we a million of us are going to be ordering a Lyft and Uber? Well, I'm I'm sure they're going to have to have a fleet of shuttle buses, but it's like how are they going to handle that many people? Yeah, I, I I like the contained nature of it where you could just go show up and enjoy walk mm -hmm. back to your hotel do whatever so i'm a little confused about that i also like i hate going to concerts and stadiums and arenas because it's just mm. so overwhelming and like getting in is a process getting out is a process sure and, and a lot of time you wind up watching the show on the jumbotron instead of like i can either look at the tiny little human being a million miles away or i just spend the whole show watching it on the screen up above them and yes. uh, yeah um yeah i I think it will be very interesting to see how it works out. If you are interested to seeing how it works out, uh, you can join D23 yourself with a gold membership uh, for $99.99 a year, uh, plus tax. Um, I think there's tax on that. The gold duo membership for two people is $129.99 a year. Uh, or you can get a free membership that... Uh, and basically entitles you to get emails and, and occasionally, you know, uh, watch stuff online, um, but doesn't have any of the discounts or, or advantages. Um, that one is free, though. Yeah. And you can go to... That's what I have, personally. I go back and forth. If I see a really big... Uh, you know, every year there's a gift or something. And uh, when they had a 50th anniversary gift for Walt Disney World... Oh, that wow. was that was really fun. I I picked that one up. Um, yeah. But the current one with like a Mickey Mouse statue didn't do anything for me, so I skipped this year. Yeah. So I I am a gold member, but I don't do it for D twenty three per se. I do it for the other stuff. Uh -huh. Like last week, I got to go to a D twenty three ticketed event at the Walt Disney Animation Studio lot. Oh wow! How know. did we not talk about that? I know, because I, I forgot I did it also last week. Um, but that is why I am a D twenty three gold member because yeah. that is something that they don't off offer regularly, and that is why I'm a member. Well, I will I will say that um, when I was a gold member the previous year, I was able to sign up. Uh, they have very limited slots, but a couple times a year they do guided tours of the Disney Studio lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, we got to visit the archives. Um, we got to see the original animation studio. I guess you went to the, the modern animation studio. No, which I is went sort to the studio lot. 
Sorry. Oh, okay. You did the studio. Okay, you did the studio. Yeah. There's also a, another. Occasionally, they do tours of the uh, Disney Animation, which is sort of across the highway. Um, but uh, you know, getting the opportunity to take that tour uh, definitely made the uh, membership fee for D23 more than worth it for sure. Um, so. Tickets for the D23 Expo, uh, otherwise known as D23, the ultimate fan, Disney fan event, goes on sale spring of 2024. Um, so uh, an admission uh, for the D23 day at Angel Stadium and the kickoff event at Disneyland Resort, those are going to be sold separately uh, from the Expo tickets. So I'm sure there will be very nice pricey packages if you want to bundle it all together but if you just want to go to one thing and not the others that will be uh an option too it looks like i want to go to the in park thing yeah that sounds like it will be a lot of fun um right. can't and imagine what kind of are... special things they'll pull out for that like they did the d23 oogie boogie night last year which mm. i did but there really wasn't anything special except for maybe like a photo op but I think if they do something else, not Oogie Boogie, just like a D23 night, they could probably do that really cool. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully one of the two of us will get to attend it. Uh, probably you. And uh, you'll be able to tell us all about it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, before we conclude this week's episode, uh, I just want to take back and say hi to some of the folks in the comments. Um uh, John, our friend John Self uh, and colleague, uh, he checked in saying hello from Epcot. And Michael's mom, Cindy, uh, said hello. Cindy, we hope you feel better soon. Um, yes, uh, AJC Magic put his finger on it. It will be interesting, uh, not getting in easy to the Honda Center. That uh, transition. Um, I, all I can say is there's got to be they're going to have to have a constant fleet of buses from the uh, convention center to the Honda Center to Disneyland, and uh, boy, I I would say if you're not interested in this event, don't go visiting, uh, don't go planning a trip to Disneyland that weekend because this uh, will be if nothing else congested traffic, lots of traffic. Um, Michael Bingham is very excited about Indiana Jones coming to Animal Kingdom as well as he's excited about the Honda Center because he's a fan of the Anaheim Ducks uh, and uh, finally um, AJC uh, thinking of going to D23 uh, but not worried about the baseball game. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that baseball game is like the fourth and everything else starts yes. on the eighth. Maybe it's like they, they want you to come early, have a few days in the park first before the expo starts. They want you to make a whole week out of it, I guess. It does seem like a big investment. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, if there's a way for them to uh, make extra money off this event, they will find it um anyway uh we want to uh before we leave once again thank our sponsors mei and mouse fan travel want to remind all of you to please uh, give us a rating or a review on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast and be sure to follow attractionsmagazine.com and search for attractions magazine on whatever social media platform you happen to be using this month yeah. And until next week, uh, we hope you folks uh, stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. We will see you again next time. Bye. <laughs>